welcome to Talking Tropes. It's your boy, David. <laughs> and I'm Hannah. Uh, and guys, we're cutting loose today. Um, today's, today's a little bit sloppy. Yeah, um, we're going to be really, really chill. Just a couple <laughs> of bros. We're just going to feel real good right now because we're watching The Good Place. Yeah, well, listen, guys, we're giving you like the authenticity that people come to podcasts for, you know? Yeah. Like, and there's nothing more authentic than saying, I'm going to be, be authentic, authentic with you right now. Um, <laughs> That's pretty true. <laughs> yeah. So let's not be authentic. Let's be three shades removed from ironic, much like one of my favorite uh, comics on the internet, or as some call them, web comics. Homestuck. <laughs> yes. Yeah, All right. Some Let do me call tell them you. Let me tell you about Homestuck. All right. Like tell the me meme. About, like the meme about telling people about Homestuck. All right. I hope that half of you have clicked on this title because it made you so mad that you, yeah. you came here to just like listen to two. But we're not here to ruin memes. things for you. We're, Yell. we're here to we're here to open your eyes. We're here to open your mind. In <laughs> fact, I, I'm going to go further than the title. I'm going to say that everything good is place, Homestuck. Good Place takes place in the universe of Homestuck. Honestly, I would like kind of believe it. <laughs> um, before Andrew Hussey is going to reveal in the next chapter of Hive Swap <laughs> that it turns oh out Eleanor Shellstrop shows up. And says, what the fork? And then they meet Pfeffery and they just bond over what the fork over and over again forever. If we... St oh, shit. I didn't even think about fucking Pfeffery and fork puns. Oh, my <laughs> God. Um, that's all this episode is going to be, guys. If that's not what you're looking for, then move fine. on. It's just going to be it's aesthetic this. and thematic connections between these two things that we love. Yeah. Um, the Good Place and Homestuck. Yeah. So I, I just want to start um, by reading a tweet by at MilkDrinker5000, um, who has maybe said the truest thing in this universe or any other um, when they wrote, the nature of humanity is just that every so often someone accidentally invents Homestuck again. And like, <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I think, I think that's like, it's partially true because, because it's just such a so good, it's just such a good way to measure like a, a, a fan base or or a fandom you know to look at sort of like are they reacting to it the way they reacted to homestuck which was yeah. a freaking weird time for the internet oh man that's such a good time man <laughs> yeah it was a terrible time a little rough. but it was good i'm like i feel like i'm nostalgic about that early time. meme culture right early, early meme culture and like homestuck in particular the same way that, like, baby boomers are nostalgic about being hippies in the 60s. Yeah, know? but they didn't have memes in the 60s. No, they just had, like, acid and album covers. But, like, what are <laughs> memes if not that? I feel like Homestuck is, is mainly famous today for inventing the concept of the modern meme. And I, inventing I, I, I don't... it? 
I think a lot of people would disagree with that, but I don't fuck, think it invented I, it. I would, I, say I would say it perfected it. I don't it know. It perfected it. Yeah, like it took it to a whole nother level. Have you like, have you ever been on r slash comedy cemetery or r slash deep fried memes? I have not on Reddit, David. <laughs> Look up r slash deep fried memes right now. All right, we'll wait. I'm gonna do we'll edit it. this out. R slash deep fried memes. Maymays, as I used to call it back in the day. Yeah. And tell me that's not Sweet Bro and Hella Jeff. Just oh, done by yeah. people who haven't read Sweet Bro and Hella Jeff. Oh, no. It totally, it totally is. But it's like... That existed before Sweet Bro and Hella Jeff. No, I mean, it kind of did. It totally did. Think, what, just like regurgitated JPEG memes? Yeah. That are, no, like. Yeah, what, huh? what, Dave is making that and his bro is making that shit in the canon of the universe because they're like copy, like going on internet trends and perfecting them. Like. That's all it's doing. It's taking what's there. But but they weren't being done ironically back then. It's it's the irony of it and the the total nihilism that that's what Homestuck brought to the internet. I I don't think here's the thing. I don't think Homestuck brought any of that to the internet, but maybe just Homestuck, held up a mirror to ho- it. Exactly. Homestuck gave the internet a voice and like Andrew Hussey as a creator is like fascinated or at least was like fascinated with how like with trolling his own fan base basically but not not out of malice out of like curiosity about like what would the internet give him next and what could he do with it and like trolling produced a lot of that and like creating these weird jpeg artifacts and like (laughs) bizarrely photoshopped shit together and having people go well here's the meaning and then him being like you got me but also them being like there is no meaning but also there's like 20 more layers of meaning until it's meaningless to like dig any deeper about it is like that's that's as far as you can go it's turtles all the way down at that point like it's memes to the bottom it's pretty fair (laughs) I, I think, like, to draw it back, I think that what Homestuck does for the internet, um, The Good Place does for TV. All right. Where it, like, it plays with your expectations. Yes. And, you know, I really, d- like, did not think season three was going to be what it is. No. And I really didn't think season two was going to be what it was. No. And- um you end up in almost completely different and obviously no one expected season one to be what it was. Yeah. I mean, the first few episodes, they feel like, you know, once you get used to the, the, the high concept pitch, you're in like pretty standard TV territory and then it just flips on you. Well, because (laughs) yeah, it starts flipping on you about halfway through, but also like, In the same way that Homestuck is, like, a meta-commentary on internet culture and, like, its own format, it's the same thing for The Good Place. It's parodying itself, but, like, in a good way. Yeah, it it cares not for simple things like 
audience investment in characters because it'll just reboot them. Like, fuck, who cares? <laughs> well, but it manages to reboot them without making the audience care less about them. Um, right, which is what Homestuck did, too. I mean, yeah. I think that's like the, the, the thing that brought this realization to our minds was all the the different timelines and the fact that we can just switch from one timeline to another and then totally abandon those characters that we you know or all the character development that happened but is totally retconned out Mm -hmm. but like in a satisfying way like i i feel the need to state that sure but i think a lot of people are probably frustrated by it too i think people are frustrated by it but I'll, i'll say this i think they succeed for one reason that's the same and one reason that is different um, <laughs> sorry if that's a confusing sentence. Yeah. Um, I think, I think the reason they have in common that helps them both succeed with all the retconning is that the status quo is always changing. It's never the same for more than a few pages or episodes at a time. Um, and I think that's to its advantage because we don't mm. feel like, um, we're losing something when something huge changes because something huge is always kind of changing. Um, right. There's no safe status quo that you can sit in for multiple episodes or, you know, multiple chapters or acts or right. whatever. Yeah. And like, I think the reason that this works um, in Homestuck and in The Good Place, it works for that one reason, but they also both work for a reason that's opposite from one another, where in The Good Place, everything is really short. It doesn't spend, it doesn't linger anywhere too long. And for Homestuck, it's because of its length. It, like, will spend thousands of pages in, like, one place but then well, I think it's I think was, both of them kind of, you know, play with your expectations of how long certain things are supposed to take. Yeah. Homestuck would, yeah, take forever to develop one thing. And then 60,000 plot points would happen in a three minute flash animation. Right. Like that's Homestuck to me. And yeah. likewise, I think the good place like they'll condense 800 reboots into one episode Ugh, and so then good. spend like two full episodes just like you know, analyzing oh. how these characters get back together on earth, you know, like, like time crunch and time stretch are a big part of both of them. Yes. Like they're both, I think both their creators are very aware. They have great timing, not just like comedic timing, but they have a great sense of like, how long does the story need to stay here to accomplish its goal? And what would you say the goal is of the good place? Is it um, is it a philosophy one hundred and one class? Is it uh, you know a, a treatise on human uh, human morality, or is it just a bunch of fucking people stuck in a stuck in a house together, getting angry at each other? You know, no exit style. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what is the good place? Um, I I I think it is there to. I don't know. I just keep thinking about whenever like, uh, like John Stewart types or John Oliver, Trevor Noah, that sort of people, 
they're asked, like, oh, are you a comedian or, like, a trusted, like, news source? And they're all like, no, I'm not a news source. I'm just a comedian. And I always hate that because I'm like, there's nothing wrong with being both. <laughs> like, sure, maybe one brings you joy, but the other has to give you a little bit of joy or otherwise you wouldn't do it, you know? Sure. And, and I feel like that's the same thing with The Good Place. I feel like they're going, no, 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 no. It's, there's the philosophy, but it's not really about the philosophy. Like, I would call bullshit on that. Like. Okay. Like, it's it's a comedy and it's there to make you feel good and, and make you think just a little bit. But, you know, you don't really and have so to. And in, so in Homestuck, when Hussey tells us that this is a big grand creation myth uh-huh. and then it turns out it's also one big giant troll. Yeah. Um, it's both of those things. It, yeah. It is both of those things. I'm saying both shows ask us to believe in a plurality of things simultaneously. Uh, and they themselves are a plurality of things simultaneously. That's very true. Some other similarities. There's four characters, David. (laughs) Yeah, let's do the really surface level shit first. Yeah. Let's just get them out of the way. Let's just do it. There's four characters. There's two boys and two girls, which makes for optimal shipping capacity. Okay, wait, we do have to talk about the shipping because it is... So good. The shipping is real across alternate timelines. So many alternate times. Like, it's literally... Oh, my God. Like, the only way I think The Good Place could get more Homestuckian in its use of, like, timelines and, like, future and past selves and shit is if... Is if someone starts dating themselves. Yeah, yeah. Which sort of happens a little bit in this most recent episode. Like... Not really, but there is a Tahani centaur that... Oh, centaurs. Centaurs. Centaurs are now the same in both of them. <laughs> centaurs, everybody. Yep. Or or hoof beasts. And uh, you know what I really like? Uh, plant humor. You, you, like, you like plant humor, Hannah? Plant humor? Like what? Yeah. Like cactuses or pumpkins. Oh. Oh, fuck. The pumpkins. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, man. Pumpkins and cactuses, bro. It's funny to just make, like, a plant appear. I don't know why that's funny, but clearly Homestuck and The Good Place both came to that conclusion it's by Janet true. making cactuses appear and Hussey making pumpkins yeah. disappear. So, Jan- same what? universe. <laughs> it's canon. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Also, in this most recent episode, there was the uh, Tostitos Library. Uh, There's definitely a lot of weird Tostitos memes in Homestuck. (laughs) Are there Tostitos in Homestuck? Oh, no, it's Doritos. That's what it is. I confuse the two. Either way, chip brands. Ha ha. Very surface level. Yeah, everything. Yeah. I, we just There's watched clowns. this episode like with the intent of trying to find like like things that exist in both of them. Yeah. So I just wrote down Jeff Foxworthy reference because oh, there was a true. Jeff Foxworthy reference in this episode. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and also um, the John Egbert's dad likes Jeff Foxworthy. That's, that's it. That's the only connection. <laughs> doesn't 
Jane also like Jeff Foxworthy? Of course, because she's obsessed with mustachioed comedians. Uh, yeah, there's also clowns. There's clowns in Homestuck, and there are the clown pictures in Eleanor's home. In the good yeah, place. I like that Like clown paintings being like a big reveal is yeah. really interesting to me that both of them did that. That you start off, because I think it, it makes sense, because clown paintings are just kind of these things that exist. Yeah. And why, and they really should not exist. <laughs> And everyone mm-hmm. agrees that they shouldn't. But we also don't question them that much. Yeah. It's... So... I just don't even In know. Homestuck, you find out, like, halfway through that the reason that there's clown paintings everywhere is because at one point, um, John goes insane and draws clowns all over his room and then goes even more insane so he can't see them. Mm-hmm. And then... In uh, in The Good Place, you find out that the clowns are there to torture Eleanor, and they're a big hint that they're really in the bad place and not the good place. <laughs> that's that's so, the hint. clown painting twists. Yeah, um, there's, <laughs> there's some virtual reality that happens. Well, there's never really virtual reality in Homestuck. They actually go inside the game. It's not... um, That's true. It's not really virtual reality. It's just But there is something to the idea of, like, simulation and, like, simulacra. Like, what is the real deal um, in in, in Homestuck? Yeah, like the aborted... The dream bubbles versus reality and, Mm -hmm. like you know, what's what's actually the real timeline and yeah. all, all things like that. And I think that's part of the questions that are being raised by The Good Place as well. You know, which which version of us is the real version of us after all these reboots? So, yeah, I mean, I think The Good Place and Homestuck are both similarly concerned with being the best version of yourself. But where The Good Place places, like, a lot of like moral value on like what the best is homestuck um has like a more complicated answer to that question um does it i think they're both pretty complicated yeah i mean in one sense the real version of yourself is just whatever version of you is there right now Uh and in another sense there is an essential version of yourself which is you know the version that we're following as an audience. And then additionally, on top of that, there's, you know, just the idea that no matter what situation you're in, you're always going to do these like set things. The four characters are always going to get together. They're always going to try to be better people. And they're always going to conflict in these character essential ways. I mean, I I guess... But I just don't know that that when the good place talks about. Well, what did you mean when you said that the it has a really simple explanation? What's the simple version? The simple version is the best version of yourself is the one that is good. And here are the different things that good could mean. But like ultimately, it comes down to the really basic like sitcom fact of like treating others well is good, and treating others poorly is bad, and like we should be selfless and we should be caring and like, like it's very, right. But also we should 
not like the red hot chili peppers. I mean, this is a this is this is a sarcastic idea of goodness. I mean, sometimes, but I think there's I think there's a lot of like intentional irony to this. Like, sure, we we each have our individual perception of what being good means. Um, the idea of there being a tally list of every time you ate a sandwich, like, like this is this is preposterous and dumb and the fact that like there would only be like a few people in the good place while hundreds of amazing artists and and like creators are all burning in hell is is remarkably funny because it's ridiculous i mean it's funny but is it like that ridiculous i don't know i feel like we're all a little bit like of course the cool interesting creative people are the ones who go to hell like I don't know. But like, it's a bad system. I mean, like, the whole oh, show yeah, is about show bad is, systems. Yes. I Well, I would say that's definitely something that Homestuck and um, The Good Place have in common, is that they're both highly system critical. And, like, yeah. the entire point of Homestuck is that they're, like, trying to reboot the universe in this nihilistic game that keeps pitting people against each other and like creating chaos and people are exploiting it throughout the universe again and again and again, forcing these like tragic events to happen just so that it can continue to propagate. And Homestuck sort of looks at that and goes, no, we're going to get a happy ending. Our lesbians are going to get married. Uh, like get our kids married are gonna... lesbians now. <laughs> yeah. Like our, these kids are going to get a fucking break, man. And they're bringing... I just realized I said get married lesbians now and <laughs> my roommates are, like, in the next room. <laughs> and they're they gonna, are those. They're going to come out engaged. Um, yeah. <laughs> split the difference. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, you know, like, Homesick is, is engaged in that. And currently the plot of The Good Place is also about, like railing against a broken system and trying to do what's right despite that and earn a happy ending despite all the monstrous odds right because let's face it these characters like purposefully are written so that they're totally doomed they're totally forked yeah um in every conceivable way and yet it that just makes it all the more sweet when they you know escape that system eventually oh yeah and they do it through like friendship and teamwork which is and like a and lot really of just through shit. like humanism i feel like yeah. both of these shows are really really hum or both of these things are really humanist at their core yeah it's absolutely. all about like you know if you just be yourself real hard mm-hmm you'll you'll It'll you'll make it out, out okay yeah but but I, it's also about growth like the whole class right. being system. your best self well being be your best growing and changing into your you know who you're destined to your be God and i think that's a really big part of like the whole aspect and class thing and yeah like everybody had their own little destiny in homestuck yeah this is really gonna make sense to no one who hasn't read homestuck <laughs> Who's this? I mean, who's this episode for? I mean, it's for us. The watchers. We're of the, the people. Good place. We're the target audience. <laughs> yeah. Hi, us. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, you you have Gnosticism written down on here, and I just don't know that I'm like I know Homestuck contains it, but I, I I'm yeah, just not Gnosticism is with it. basically like this um, religious tradition that evolved. Um, you know, it's like somewhat pagan, but also somewhat Christian, and there's like some Judaism mixed in there. And also it's basically just the idea that like earth was like a huge mistake and all of humanity. Like that was a big no, no, that was an oopsie daisy. You took a perfectly Um, good ape and you gave it depression. What? (laughs) It's the, it's an old joke. It's somewhere. It's everywhere online. So you took a perfectly good ape and you gave it anxiety. (laughs) Yeah, but, like, even more so than that, like, the existence itself is a lie because what we really are all is just, like, beings of pure light that got trapped in these stupid flesh bodies. Stupid flesh body getting in my way. But I think, like, the the core central, like, idea of Gnosticism that separates it from, like, other religious thought is just the idea that, like, reality itself is inherently bad and, like for that reason like the gods yeah they're good but also they're jerks and they made a bunch of stupid errors when they made us that ruined everything so basically the idea is like the only way to like break out of these systems is like through prayer and through spirituality and through like escaping the real and that's sort of like what Homestuck was all about is it's like a literal escape from reality into memes and magic and spookums. Yeah. Um, But it's also like a very big part of um, the good place because all of these like gods are just flawed, stupid, like idiots who don't understand what humanity is. So like, you know, they're making all these errors because they just like cannot comprehend our stupid dumbness our stupid dumb dumb brains and the stupid dumb dumb things we do and uh for anyone who actually like is well read in narcissism and just heard all of that um yeah no i i don't i don't know exactly what i'm talking about (laughs) but i don't think andrew hussey does either so i think he also just read a wikipedia article on narcissism and thought it sounded really cool, and then wrote a webcomic about it. And then a lot of smart people were like, here's all the clues that made it this. And he's like, yeah, sure. Whatever (laughs) you want to say, man. But, like, flawed, like, beings that control all of our fates, like, that is really at the heart of these stories, is that there's big gods with little minds. Yeah, I I feel like that's a very human fear. Like I feel like there are so many stories about that in particular and about what that means. Um and I, and I feel like it's a very human anxiety that like we're being controlled by people stupider than us or Everyone's like, like afraid that they're on like an alien prank show. Yeah. And what is life but an alien prank show? But but really, like, the whole reason that we're making this episode is because I wanted to talk about Nicolas Cage and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, you got a, you got a Stone Cold Steve Austin for Nicolas Cage, David? <laughs> um, yeah. No. Yeah. I think it's <laughs> really funny 
to just have like these these crushes um of these, these memeable men. famous people yeah. in our in our media so in in homestuck nicholas cage is, plays a an extreme role partially because he's a meme yep. and partially because he is the in hotness in a lot of bad movies is he the hotness no <laughs> Uh, but honestly, in my opinion, neither is Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh no, a, this I, is a call out. I would also <laughs> agree. <laughs> I don't know, don't know who you're calling out there. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, like they love their like pop culture references. Yeah, in a way that's like aware of them, but fun. Because <laughs> like, here's yeah. the thing. It's, it's a lot of name dropping. Yeah, it, it's so easy to do what Homestuck did and what The Good Place does poorly that it's like almost a miracle that either of them work at all, you know? Um. Yeah, I mean, I think if you just look at any Chuck Lorre show, oh I mean, those are just like a slew of references, but they're not like character driven in any way. They're just, right. like, references for the sake of the audience. Yeah. Whereas the reason that, like, John Egbert loves Nicolas Cage is deeply a part of his character. Yeah. And, and I would say the same for Stone Cold Steve Austin and Eleanor, which is that she's incredibly shallow and um, just wants somebody with the big biggest muscles. possible muscles. Yeah. Yeah, that would do it. Um, and, we, and John we... Egbert loves Nicolas Cage because... He loves bad movies. Yeah. Um, there's also a great case of brother dads that we got to witness last, or well, not last episode, the episode before, um, with the Donkey the Doug. Ballad of Donkey Doug. Donkey Doug is the bro of the Good Place universe. Like, yeah. straight up. He taught, <laughs> he taught Jason everything he knows about being a bro. Yeah. But he's a terrible dad. Yeah, but both... Yeah, they're both terrible exactly. dads. Exactly. Great. Cool bros, Because bro. your, your dad isn't your bro. No. Your dad's you know? gotta take care of you. Yeah. And they gotta take care of themselves. Though, interestingly, I would say that the person who has the most deep-seated anxiety of all of them, the way that, like, Dirk does... Um, is definitely uh cheaty, yeah. But it, it's yeah, they both got a little bit of wishy washiness going on, and you know, not being able to make a decision is a is a pretty big part of of Homestuck and Cheaty's character. Well, it's it's not just not being able to make a decision; it's not being able to make a decision because of like you're so smart or you're so learned that you've like considered all of the options and can't stop considering them. And, like, will forever keep splintering yourself to try to find your true self. And, like, like their their own worst enemies, you know? And, like, that's very clear. Oh, for sure. Uh, yep. But, but, like, maybe we're getting too meta with this. Let's let's bring it back to the realness. What, what really makes Homestuck Homestuck? It's that part where they're stuck in a home. And they do that in Good Place, too. They're, they're stuck in a home in that one episode. In that one whole episode. Yeah, it's, it's Cheaty and Eleanor, and they're trapped in this house, and you just get to see, like, they go stir-crazy. Yeah. And I think, like, you know, like, these things, like, even though Homestuck is so big, and 
you know, the good place is so deep. They're also kind of claustrophobic. You kind of feel like trapped and stuck in like a little small area where all these characters just kind of have to dance around. Yeah, I mean, they literally get stuck in hell and have to like dance around it hundreds of times. So that they can... And it's like it's like a small little town. There's nowhere to go. Right. Everything's centralized. The only place to go is the medium place or the bad place. And like in Homestuck, like even when they're not literally stuck at home, just like chatting on the internet, like they'll be trapped in close quarters on an asteroid flying through space. Or, you know, they'll all just have to sit in one little room that's flying through a time window i don't it's a weird it's a weird comic it's a weird it's a weird comic and it does a lot of weird shit with like time so i i i gotta say soda's fucking the good place which i think is actually a better sci-fi than doctor who right now which to be fair oh yeah not a high bar to like clear these days but they introduced like maybe my favorite new time phrase in a very long time yeah because time on earth moves in a straight line yeah but in the good place or the bad place i guess the afterlife it moves in a jeremy baramy <laughs> i just it's really amazing the performances in this show <laughs> that fucking ted danson can read a line like time moves in a Jeremy Baramy with a straight fucking face. <laughs> like straight like face. that's some goddamn timey wimey crap right there, and it's so good. And just like the whole explanation of it, like. But also when he said Jeremy Baramy, I was like, yeah, of course, Jeremy Baramy. That seems familiar. I I think <laughs> I know what that is. I did not know what that was. It's <laughs> well, you just accept his confidence in it, like, <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. It's some part of me, in, like, it doesn't mean anything, it's just you know, it moves in a Jeremy Baramy. No, but it feels like it's goddamn, like, <laughs> like it's pulled from some truth of the universe or something. And in the same way, I kind of felt that way when I first heard the term paradox space. Oh, yeah. Which it was like, oh, yeah, it's like t- the time space continuum, but like full of total loops and, and loops and flakes. Like, oh, just yeah. shit that doesn't make any sense. It's. FaceTime, that's a paradox. And I I also felt really similarly, this is a less cool example, but like with the term Kismas, like, like, Kismesis or Kismesis. Yeah, Kismesis, however you say it. It's been so long. I haven't said it out loud in a it's very like a, long It's time. like a combination of the words kismet and nemesis. It's a portmanteau. Or a kiss nemesis. Like, no, it's either. not kissing. It's, it's from, it's from the word kismet. Mm. I know, but it's also a lot of kissing. There's no T. It could be either. Uh, Great. Okay. But it's but it's like hate romance, basically, <laughs> where it's like I hate you. Which like is, sitcoms are not that half the time. What are they? Where it's like I hate you so much. <laughs> now we're making out. Like. <laughs> yeah, I mean the Eleanor literally like puts a lampshade on that in the Homestuck episode, which is what I'm going to yeah. call it from now until the end of time. Is I'm going to call it the Homestuck yeah. episode. The one where they're stuck in a home. <laughs> the the Homestuck one. Yeah. 
um let's let's run through like a couple more just random like totally surface level like aesthetic similarities um there was that one episode where everything that the doorman had had frogs on it and i then i just kept pointing and going frogs 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 are a homestuck thing (laughs) There's a there's a couple of doors to places that they gotta yeah, go doors, through. Yeah, doors, lots of doors, doors uh, and windows. There's there's now a door to hell. Um, <laughs> what are some more surface level? Uh, Guy Fieri and yeah, Insane no, wait, Clown this Posse. is I really wanted to get like real deep into this one. Guy Fieri, All right. Guy Fieri is like to Homestuck what jalapeno poppers and uh, I guess the red hot chili peppers are to the good place. And now the bare naked ladies. Did they ever talk about the bare naked ladies? This time around they did. Oh, well that was just like, cause it's a little embarrassing for that to be your first concert. But like the really great <laughs> thing about the good place and Homestuck is that they situate like things that make you like uncomfortable as being morally wrong. So like, trashy things things that are considered trash but they're good trash (laughs) stuff like djs and edm music (laughs) or guy fieri or the insane clown posse stuff that in and of itself is not the worst but that sometimes the worst people are kind of it's evil like they're bad because of association. It's an it's an inherently evil thing in both of these universes. You cannot drink Fago without being an no. evil character. Evil. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're in the club that says Gamzee did nothing wrong. But Oh my god. <laughs> you cannot eat jalapeno poppers without also being like a literal demon. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think I think going back to the shipping, I think I <laughs> yeah. think it can be like a really great source of comedy to tease shipping for fans and then also to just like totally screw with audience expectations of how shipping is going to work, which I think is pretty yeah. like well evidenced in Homestuck by like all your ships are invalid. Um <laughs> <laughs> and all of them are valid. Yeah. Um, like, you know, I think in the first couple acts, everybody, like, tried to ship Dave and Rose, and then, like, nope, they're siblings, (laughs) you're, you're all supporting incest, you freaks. You freaks. (laughs) Yeah, well, and just like, okay, now John's with Briska, now Briska's with this person, like, the trolls, especially, it's all just like shipping and making fun of shipping and knowing they're being shipped and being aware of them being shipped and purposely breaking them up because they're being and adding alternate aspect shipping um yeah you know obviously like the good place is a lot simpler than that but still just the idea of like okay so we're playing with this love triangle thing with between um tahani uh chidi well, it's a love square pretty like clearly that, you know, we're supposed to think that Tahani and um, and Jianyu as she thinks that they're soulmates at that point. And then Chidi falls for Tahani, 
but uh, Eleanor falls for Chidi, and then there's real Eleanor, who's their, like, supposed to be his soulmate. So there's all these, like, shipping things going on. And then out of nowhere, there's a comedy wedding between <laughs> Jason and Janet. <laughs> between <laughs> between a, a, an emotionally immature idiot and an all-powerful robot overlord. Yeah, I... It's a... It, it's 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 really spitting in the face of the fans, but also like it's it's beautiful and everybody loved it. Mm-hmm. Well, and also like just <laughs> on shipping, like it's shipping that actually makes Eleanor realize that like they're in hell, sort of, for the first time. Is that the Is reason? That both... Yeah, because both she and Tahani have confessed like their love. For um, Chidi. For Chidi. And then also other Eleanor does. And like, like a couple of other things also happen, but it's like really the shipping that like puts her over the edge. And she's like, wait a minute. Chidi has to choose between three women who love him. <laughs> like, I thought, I thought is... the thing that like really made her realize was just the fact that like, like characters keep entering just to keep the conflict going. Like, well, she right. was just being genre savvy, really, that like, OK, this is a sitcom. That means every time the situation is about to resolve itself, some new conflict has to come in. And then when she realizes that, then within the universe of the show, like there being conflict all the, the time is part of it being hell. Yeah. Well, but I think like that's the same thing that kind of happens in Homestuck. Like they're very genre aware and like genre savvy. And they're like. Well, I'm the hero, so I have to do this now. Yeah, and it informs their characters and their motivations and makes them all make dumb mistakes that were ultimately part of the deterministic doom that was on the way. I I think just the determinism of it all and the fate of it all is is such a huge part of it. Like, right now in The Good Place, everybody is destined to go to hell as soon as they die. It's like there's a feudalism to it and like the kids are in a null session or a infertile session. Yeah, not feudalism like um with serfs, but like no, futility. Sorry. Futile. It is futile. Yeah. But also it's a little um, futile because all the humans are serving the demons. <laughs> and a little futile because uh we've got knights and lords in yeah. there. And homestack connections illuminati yeah i don't know like i feel like this whole episode is just us making dumb connections between things that don't matter this entire episode is just pepe salvia pepe sylvia pepe sylvia sylvia yeah keep seeing this name there is no pepe sylvia where's what they do with pepe oh man (laughs) but like on comedy shipping like you know Jason and Janet have this like ridiculous fake marriage and it reminded me a lot of when the literal god of the Homestuck universe, Andrew Hussey's self-insert character, like <laughs> proposes to his waifu, Friska. <laughs> Friska. <laughs> and it becomes uh, a plot point fucking... afterwards. Yeah. Like, like that's the thing is that and that's sort of true with The Good Place, too. Like, throwaway stuff will come back later and be kind of important. And, like, I just love that trope where... I don't even know if that's a trope, if it's red herrings, if it's just good mystery plot. Yeah, it's just good I don't writing. I you would actually call it. It's just... 
that sort of callback like gets me every time where it's like, no, we told you about this little thing 30 episodes ago (laughs) and now it's happening. Or like, we haven't seen this character in a whole season. Here she's back now. (laughs) It's very true. Like we haven't seen this character in an act and a half. Here you go. (laughs) I think really like the idea of having, doomed timelines and having um like doomed like bad place sessions that end and have to be rebooted so i I get the reboots and the the doomed timelines they really do a lot to sort of like make you take a step back and think about character development as a concept like it gets very meta at a certain point yeah it, it well, and especially I think both in Homestuck and The Good Place, they will explicitly talk about character development, like in the text. Like the characters will have conversations about developing their character. You know, right? Yeah, I mean, it's always about like literally spelling out how you're going to be a better person. I mean, that's what like Rose is always doing and like talking about like why she's making decisions that she is. So the audience can understand. And then that reminds me a lot of, you know, all the philosophical explanations for why characters are making the choices that they are in the good place. Yeah. Like it's, it's not trying to be opaque in its characters and its characterization. Like, they're both very human portraits and very funny portraits, but they both, like, they're not trying to hide who these characters are. They're not trying to, like, do a reveal of Eleanor's true intention. You know, like, it's not about that. They're not trying to, like, Dirk's true intentions. It's like, no, he's just a messed up kid who's trying to figure shit out and Eleanor's just a messed up lady who died who's trying to figure stuff out and she's gonna do it in front of you and it's gonna make you feel better about doing it with yourself I don't know I got a little (laughs) I got a little emotional a little real that's okay we're keeping it light when we get a little emotional sometimes we like to throw nihilistic drunken parties Uh, yeah (laughs) what are the nihilistic drunk parties I mean Rose and Homestuck when she develops alcohol, yeah, Rose gets drunk. Oh, Roxy, and also Roxy yeah. gets drunk, and also they all go on a massive drug trip created by Cherub Magic, where they lick a magic lollipop that turns them Caucasian. Yep, that is true. And you know what? They don't turn Caucasian in the good place, but they do have a big drunk party where they have a bunch of feels. Yep. Um. And they talk about their feels and they're like, you know what? Even though we're doomed as heck, it's all okay <laughs> because we're the best versions of ourselves. Yep. We're, or we're doing our best to be our best versions of ourselves. Yeah. And that's all you get to ask of me, bub. I see you also have written on here that Janet's a Sprite. Yeah, I think there's something to like... The fact that even though they're being tortured and even though they're doomed, there's like a wish fulfillment aspect to this where like, you you know, you still get like uh, in 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 one case, you know, like a, a being who grants your every wish for like random objects or popcorn shrimp or, you know, 
a change of clothes or, you know, even something that wouldn't be able to exist in real life, like flight. So there's like a wish fulfillment aspect, even though they're in hell. Um, and then like the same thing kind of goes for Homestuck where like, even though their planet has just exploded and they're trapped in like a horrible doom video game where they're all going to die over and over again, <laughs> they still get to like, you know, build a, a Cosby top laptop. Yes. The Cosby top. Gotta have that. Um, yeah. Or like, you know, a, a hammer that's made out of Ghostbusters and also irons and a pogo yeah. stick. I mean, Janet will literally get you anything. I think she's more like an alchemiter than the Sprite then, though. That's true. But Sprites are like helpers. They give helpful tips about the world. Yeah. You know? I think there's something I mean, like a Sprite-like about her. There's something Sprite-like about her, but I think for me what Janet sort of... The many roles of this character in Homestuck are sort of all fulfilled by her here, but... All the characters who aren't quite human or aren't the, like, quote-unquote real version of someone or something and, like, splintered personality traits of something sort of becoming its own sentient being. Because she's basically, like, supposed to be a semi-sentient toaster. (laughs) Like, she's, like, the most advanced Alexa you know, but she's not a person. Yeah, sure. But then, like, she becomes a person. So you're saying that she's, like, um... She's like the the Hal glasses. Yeah, she's she's the Hal glasses. She's like or like uh Arc Dave Peta or whatever the fuck that thing Sprite becomes oh, when God. all the sprites turn into like one giant sprightly sprite. Um <laughs> Can't wait till that happens in the good place and all of them start fusing into horrible abomination people. I can see it. (laughs) Hell's coming to Earth. Um, Like, like they, there's that question of what is self, what is sentience, what is reality, and I feel like Janet adds to that. Yeah, like is Janet a person is a pretty big moral question she keeps you know asking people to kill her because she's not real and they can just get another one and like she keeps being rebooted but she retains some memory of her old reboots and the emotional states and then she just makes a person who then gets stuck in a box right so yeah it is it is very similar to like wasn't there a part in Homestuck where Dirk's glasses make like another Dirk robot that's just like another level removed from him like he makes like another AI yeah maybe I made that up the AI glasses make an AI yeah Yeah, that's what I was saying the AI glasses make an AI that's just a parody of the other AI that he created. And then Janet makes Derek, who's just like a a boyfriend based on what she sees humanity as, (laughs) which is just like a bunch of stupid idiots who like just keep saying their names over and over again. (laughs) What else do they both love, David? They both love mundane human things that are either the objects of intense derision 
of godlike beings or otherwise like really intense overjoyedness from godlike beings like michael for sure is the embodiment of this of just being like oh i love all these humany things in season one and then switching and completely flipping to i hate all these stupid humany things because i'm a demon and i was just pretending to like all these humany things and then in the next season he's back to being like oh i love these humany things because they prove that i have free will and like that i can be a good person and i love having friends it's new and lovely um but it reminds me a lot of like how the trolls were depicted in like their first appearances where they're like humans their sex is really gross well that's not even just like that they're just like you're like they have all the alien words for human things and they're like oh you're a weird (laughs) idiot for calling it that um and like <laughs> yeah just using their alien as to point out the absurdity of certain human things and vice versa like the trolls use buckets to reproduce and so like there's a lot of bucket jokes about how dirty they are yeah humans are disgusting because they use buckets you know that's like it's kind of funny to to look at your um your mundane life from a completely yeah. alien perspective. And I think both yeah, of those shows sort of pick like, up that's on that. one of my favorite tropes and things is making the familiar alien and right. just like asking us to go, isn't it ridiculous that we do any of this? Yeah. And like, you know, sometimes like, I think there were some other trolls who really yeah. liked all the humany things. And were like, I want to like do things like a human and like the, the, the cherub characters, like Obsessed. we're basically like polar yeah. opposites um you know caliborn yeah. and calliope caliborn hates all things human and calliope Obsessed like, with them. Human yay, stuff, human the stuff. except for trolls well she she really yeah. likes um troll stuff but still her troll sona oh my gosh um yeah so i don't know <laughs> i feel like we've talked a lot about why homestuck and the good place are the same, which is good, because that's what this episode is about. But David, isn't everything kind of homestuck? Yeah, I think sort of to close out and to to call it a day, because yeah. this is a, a weird one. Um, like, obviously, you can do this with any two shows or, yeah. you know, any two things. Like, look for a really surface level and then, like, really abstract thematic similarities between two works of art. And then pretend, like, one inspired the other or that they both exist in the same universe. Um, I I, I like to think Homestuck is also really similar to Digimon because you've got, like, these child friends who all embody, like, really basic character tropes and then they get sucked into yeah. a computer world where they're they have to learn about destiny and, it has and consequences for the real world yeah yeah and like you know like the way that homesick depicts like their parents like that reminds me a lot of like caring but kind of useless. yeah it reminds me a lot of like fairly odd parents where like mom and dad are just like not even real people they just right. kind of pop like in and not, out the focus isn't on them like yeah. cardboard cutouts well, i mean like people have there have been a lot of things that the adventure zone as something that is very popular on tumblr where homestuck was also very popular uh has been like everyone's like oh my god it's homestuck um like yeah 
But like that's different from things that were directly inspired by Homestuck, like Toby right. Fox's Undertale, where like there's literally direct references made because Toby Fox not only was a huge fan of Homestuck, yeah. but contributed to it. <laughs> through the forums. Well, contributed to to the forums, but also worked on the music team and is close friends with Andrew Hussey. Like, I'm sure just like... Things. Yeah, but like, not to include this in the episode, but like, wasn't it, wasn't it that he like, he, he, he like started out on the forums contributing music and then through that actually joined the music team? Like, that wasn't that how yeah, everything worked? That, yeah, that's basically how, like, literally Homestuck is the most crowdsourced thing on the internet in so many ways and we've already drawn comparisons to doctor who with uh with homestuck so yeah. you know you could do this with any show with a big enough uh with a big enough fan base but i think it, it's it's interesting to talk about the good place because it's just such a big show so yeah you you can do this with anything um and we encourage you to but that's what that's what I that's why I like yeah. analyzing things through tropes, you know, like w- when you look at like s- similarities in in aesthetic and similarities mm. in um, the reactions and Syria and and in theme, like you start to see all these connections everywhere, and you start to think about how like myth everything's related in myth because it all sort of can be traced back to these archetypes that we that we you know, that inspire us. And I think the idea of like these four characters who are all doomed and they're all very different from one another, but they have this strong bond that like survives beyond time, beyond different timelines and reboots and everything. That's something that's really powerful. Well, and the fact that they're both each other's like worst nightmares and best friends, like, yeah. And they go and fuck. Yeah. Too. (laughs) Um, they go and ship I, with yep, each other. That, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's all part. Sex is a part of life, guys. We as Americans gotta stop being so prudish about it. You know. Uh, no, we should be more prudish about more? it. More. Yeah, like um, yeah, we should all be more prudish, like Equius. The horse. Butter. He was the least sexual character in the comic. Yeah, he never would have a dirty. <laughs> he bad was thought. so sweaty. No one. Give me a towel. So we're all just waiting for, like, when is Dante Bosco going to make an appearance in The Good Place? That's my question. Yo, I would pay (laughs) so much money for that to happen. Oh, my gosh. And Donald Glover will be (laughs) Spider-Man. Your dreams can come true. Donald Glover will be... Jeremy, the new character. Oh my god, yes. We're growing hella Jeff. I forgot that he already had a place in the universe of Homestuck. Homestuck is really all-inclusive, everyone. Homestuck is big. It's big enough to include the good place. Um, you and should... that's why, in conclusion, to end this five-paragraph essay... <laughs> the reason I like Homestuck is... What the I... reason that the good place exists within the universe of Homestuck is that Homestuck has a lot of different universes and a lot of different species that are all named after mythical creatures on Earth. So the idea that there are also angels and demons in addition to cherubs and trolls is not that big a stretch. No, not at all. Um, please send your fan fiction of good place Homestuck crossover ships to at Talking Tropes on Twitter. 
Um, and then send it to at NBC. Yeah, and they will make your show. Is it at NBC official? Whatever NBC's official Twitter page is, yeah. send it to that. At and Lauren also, don't Lauren ever Michaels. stop. Yes, never stop. Keep your dreams alive. We'll see you next time. Don't let your dreams be dreams. <laughs> Just do it. Just do it.